Correct. Listen very carefully to the following instructions. Relax and let Earth Protectors do all the thinking for you. guys and welcome to we're potting this together you know it's the podcast where we guide you through all of your favorite or not so favorite disney channel original movies thanks for listening you guys and we have a great episode today i am josh i'm Lori. i'm sammy grab your super suit and let's get ready to go up up and away because today we're taking a look at the first decom from the 2000s it's all about superheroes. This movie is about a... This is a weird phrasing. In this movie, a boy is the only family member without superpowers in this Disney film. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In Up, Up, and Away, a boy is the only family member without superpowers. The world depends on him saving his family from computerized brainwashers. Will he realize that it doesn't take superpowers to be a hero in time to help them defeat the villains? Oh my. What did you guys think of this movie? Ugh. How excited are we to talk about this? Uh, like super uh, excited? <laughs> uh, honestly, I didn't care. I didn't think it was like horrible either way. I just kind of like watched it and let it be. There's not really any trivia about this movie. Sherman Hemsley from the Jeffersons was in it. And I thought that was kind of funny because the Jeffersons theme song was like about moving on up. Uh-huh. Up, up, uh, and move, away. Moving but, on up, up, and away. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. that was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, this one, uh, the I looked into I think right now we're so trained that there's a bajillion superhero movies and there's always been superhero movies. But when this came out in 2000, the only two ones that were coming out were Unbreakable and X-Men. And in years previous to that, there'd only been like one or two at most theatrical releases of superhero movies. And The Incredibles didn't even come out until 2004. So this did predate that. Oh, wow. I was expecting it to be the other way around. Yeah. So superhero things were a big deal when they did come out. I constantly, as a kid, confused this one with Sky High, which came out in 2005 and had a very similar plot. It was about a kid who uh, is basically a squib in a family of superheroes. That's a decom? No, it was a theatrical movie. It made me think of, so do you remember, like, I'm sure it's a thing on Netflix, but I'm thinking more back when Blockbuster was still a thing and you'd go and try to pick out movies and they'd have the one, we'll say, like... Airbud or something and next to it there'd be the like dreamworks or whatever ddd list production company version of Airbud. so they just take whatever was big and do like oh, ready remakes of yes. it every mm-hmm. once in a while like your parents would mean to grab you with a real Airbud and would accidentally get you sky puppy instead and it'd be really depressing this like kind of felt like that where the incredibles would have been super huge so then somebody else made this movie Yeah, it felt like a step down from something else. But somehow it seems to be like the first step, and a lot of people did it better much later on. Yes. Mm -hmm. Should we get into the movie? (sighs) Please. Uh, I honestly, I can't even remember the characters' names. I can remember very little about this, but we'll do our best. The movie actually starts out with the Earth Protector people. I mean, it's just like for one second. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, this will be a fun, like, computer-y, 
you know, all about great being green and recycling. This will be a good movie. Nina, the girl character, it was Nina and Malcolm were the Earth Protectors. Oh, okay. And I kind of like how it started pretty ambiguously, where you couldn't tell. It seemed like they might be doing something good, and then they did the whole, well, we're going to save the world whether or not they want it. Yeah, that's that's all we get, yeah. Uh, before we meet the lovely family. The Marshall family. The Marshall family. And they don't appear to be very superhero-y at first. They seem uh, to be pretty normal family. You know, getting up, getting ready for school, getting ready for work. I think, like, the dad trips over a soccer ball, too. Oh, yeah. Scott was kicking a soccer ball around his room, and then the dad comes in and was like, it's okay, I can't be mad at somebody who has a birthday in four days, and then gets really ominous and repeats it for days oh yeah his entire family we're making a deal of this yeah it's the first time we really usually in the disney channel movie so far we've seen 13 as the magic number and i think at some point maybe they got a memo saying you know what a 13 year old isn't a grown-up we better up it to 14 i think part of it though is that this is like what a year into making decoms so it's like the people who started watching it from the beginning are now a year older so maybe they were marketing towards 13-year-olds, and they're like, well, those 13-year-olds are 14 now, so... Does that mean that current-day DCOMs, I haven't watched any since High School Musical, or is it like 35-year-olds or 26-year-olds? Oh, yes, 100%. Did our generation get Harry Potter and Disney movies? Yes. Catered to our generation? Yes. That's why sure That's why we're the, we're the self-centered me generation. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> after this, we get the typical, the beginning of all of these movies has the wake up, show the family getting ready, and then now we have the school scene. School. Yes. And we get the very overexcited teacher, and she was adorable, but I have to say, I think that was the worst acting I've seen in any of these yet. It was, I don't think one of her lines was good. <laughs> Hi guys, we're all here! We're, like, it seemed like she was teaching a class of kindergartners, and I don't... Was she the one who was brainwashed? Or... <laughs> well, I was, actually, I was actually kind of wondering about that, because they didn't check. It doesn't seem like there was any checking credentials of these bad guys. It seemed like they were just, per, like, normal... It seemed like they let PETA come in and teach a class, basically. So sure. I feel like I was almost thinking that the teacher had been brainwashed to be able to let these people come in like they had been hey teacher watch this stuff we want to show your class and then the teacher was brainwashed and then let them come in maybe Uh, well they did say this is the reason he was visiting in the classroom that first morning is because the environment what is it called ep epa what uh no the fake it's like earth earth protect yeah earth protectors Malcolm was there because Earth Protectors donated computers to the school. In 2000, that would have been a very big deal. Oh, yeah. I remember our computer teacher yelled at us so many times. She's like, you don't know how hard I had to work in order to get these computers here. And then you guys deface them and you take the keys off. And You know, people used to always put like... Mix them up. Yeah, on uh, Apple computers, you could pick up keys really easily and like replace them and... Spell butts. Spell out different things. Computer Getting computers in class was a huge deal. Well, and even I remember, I think it was like 2002 is when we started getting homework assignments that were internet ready. And that was super exciting. And it was kind of split up at that point even where the teacher would say, if you have an internet access at home, you do this assignment. And if you don't, you can do this one. I don't really remember that. 
But I definitely did not have a computer until much later. So yeah, they come into the school. Everybody's super stoked. They show that video of the, please, just, we are going to save the world. And I do remember getting really excited about stuff like this as a kid where I remember in Nebraska at one point, do you guys remember the big help or something from Nickelodeon? They no. like go around the country doing community service stuff and they went to our park with their vans and like filmed all of us cleaning up the park. What? And it was super exciting. And I watched like a Bill Nye where it was all about, you know, being eco-friendly and reducing, reusing and recycling. It's so, like as a kid doing that stuff oh, makes yeah. it feel like you're making a huge difference. And you're like, our generation's going to make everything not sh- shitty. I, well, <laughs> I believe that our generation is much more uh, eco-friendly than the previous generation's. We live in Austin, so it's a much more eco-friendly city in general. I remember it. I don't. I never really got it from parents, aside from like turn off the light. But it wasn't a matter of being eco-friendly. It was a matter of like, hey, what's going to cost me more money? Yeah. If you keep yeah. leaving all the electricity on, I think it was mostly in the media that it was. Yeah, it was. Pushing. It was huge. We got it pushed from every angle. Um, everything escalates pretty quickly as. The guy we weren't sure was completely bad goes to a bank and decides to just rob it. Yeah, he like installs the software. I don't, it's not clear how they installed the software on the bank computers. Um, it just shows that he like, he, he glares at the bank teller and all of a sudden the earth protector software comes up on their computer. Yeah. And I, did, I was really confused when he first got to the bank and he wanted a bunch of money because I'm like, oh, he's a tech guy. He's super rich, obviously. And that's why he wants money taken out. And then I thought he was going to be one of the good guys with like the bad people. I don't know. It was a very confusing scene in general. Yeah. But my favorite part is the bank teller going... Um, you have a dollar and 30 cents in your account. Uh, you want that in nickels and dimes? It felt too real. <laughs> too real. And yeah, if someone said that to me, I would probably start crying. Like, right <laughs> Everybody's been in the spot too, where you go there and you know that like you're, you're depositing like $20 into your like to make it so you don't have 30 cents in your account. And you're just like, yeah. you can't look them in the eye because you're like, they can see my whole life. <laughs> like they can they see that everything. now I have $20 and 30 cents. Yeah. But he's like, no, just wait a second. Like refresh the page that I have money in there. I have a lot of money. And it just brainwashes them into handing yes. over wads and wads of cash. Handing over money. Like all of the tellers. Some lady sneezes and I guess that breaks them out of it. Well, apparently it wasn't designed for adult brains. It was designed for adolescent brains. And so I guess oh. the sneezing broke the little fragile holds that the brainwashing had on their adult brain. Anyway, at this point, I'm wondering, I guess he spent all his money donating those computers to the school. The bank tellers get jolted out of their little brainwash session and uh, mom and dad come flying in. We get a minivan scene where the dad's taking his kids and this little douchebag, like, white kid who has no place in this movie whatsoever aside to, like, just insult them over and over again. I liked the kid. He was my favorite <laughs> part of the movie. <laughs> Especially towards the end. He he had some humor and I thought his acting ability was better than anybody else's. He was driving me nuts. And he was so, him and his sister were so pointless. Sister? There was no reason. Uh, I, th- I think that was the sister. There was the girl that was with him all the time who was into the main character. They weren't siblings. 
Oh, so she was even more random that they were there together getting rides. They were going to soccer practice. It was like a car, like carpooling was big. And okay, I'll give you that. It's just they seemed very randomly placed, and the fact that like they're not siblings makes it even more random. They get carpooling and stuff, but for the sake of a movie, it just seems weird that they were there all the time. And like the kid randomly showed up to their house and gave them zucchini bread, which they freaked out about. And at the time, they didn't explain it. Oh yeah, they did not explain that at all. It was. Pretty confusing. And they buried it in, like, the biggest hole possible. And they're like, I never thought this would happen. I'm like, "Did is this the little kid? Did he put a bomb inside here? Is it not actually zucchini bread? Like, what's the deal? For a family of superheroes that apparently have gone their whole lives keeping their secret life on the DL, you'd think they would have reacted better when the kid walks in with the zucchini bread. They would have just been like, oh, thank you. You can just set it over there. Instead, they all just stop and stare at him in silence. So anyway, the dad's like, I'm going to drop you guys off here. I have to go. And then, oh, there's that like uncomfortably long scene of him stripping off his clothes and it's all flying. (laughs) There's a lot of uncomfortable clothes stripping. (laughs) Then they pan back over to the dad, and he's dressed as a superhero, and he looks ridiculous. These are some good costumes. (laughs) He just kind of apologizes and flies off. But the mom is already there, and she's like, yo, you're supposed to take all the superhero duties today. I have an important meeting. They have a Mr. and Mrs. Smith-like conversation while they're beating up bad guys. It was pretty awesome, this part. She was pretty cranky, but like... She hadn't actually done anything when he got there, so she couldn't like she couldn't have beat him by more than a couple minutes. Or she was just like holding the soup the bad guys back, waiting for the husband to get there so she could get in a good fight scene with him. It was very odd. I thought that was weird too. The first thing I thought was like, why did she even go there? Their superhero suits were pretty dope though. And we got she is warrior warrior woman, not to be confused with Wonder Woman, and Bronze Eagle is the father's superhero name. Good superhero name, strong, yeah. Warrior Woman is hard to say, and Bronze Eagle sounds like a nickname that the Secret Service gives somebody in politics. It's Bronze Eagle Down. <laughs> it's not a superhero I don't know. name. It sounds like something else to me. Oh my. You 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 want to see my bronze eagle? Oh, I really don't, Sammy. No. <laughs> the costumes are pretty much on par with Batman and Robin. There's less nipples, but yeah, I think that. Wait, was that one the nipple one? Yeah. Oh yeah. Is <laughs> <laughs> actually my favorite Batman. Josh's bronze eagle loved those nipples. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm not saying otherwise. But... <laughs> Anyway, later we find out that Scott is supposed to get his powers by his 14th birthday. And his little sister already has one. They, yeah, they usually manifest earlier. The older brother apparently didn't get his until a couple weeks before. And the dad kind of gives him false hope because it's in four days. and Four days. It usually comes a lot earlier. Mm-hmm. And... He's like, oh, no, there's a lot of superheroes that, like, totally didn't get their powers till like, the day of. I think this is when he should have been like, hey, it's okay if you don't get powers. I can't quite figure out the story behind superheroes in this universe. Is it genetic? It's, okay, what confuses me is that they bring up actual, like, actual superheroes. Superheroes and canons that we are already familiar with. And those backstories don't line up with this 
universe. I'm pretty sure they bring up Superman and Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man was, in most cases, late teens, and he got bit by a spider. Superman is a freaking alien. He's not some earthling who turned 14 and was suddenly like, holy shit, I'm the strongest person ever. Yeah, Green Hornet also was bestowed his powers by aliens. Like, it's, they're not the same universe, and it it gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, it's really, I think, a really, really bad idea to bring up known characters in a way in which it is completely inaccurate. It's not even, hey, this could kind of work. It's wrong. I liked their other superhero characters that they have, like the made-up ones. The special effects on those were really good, too. Like, the guy with the stretchy arm. Like, yeah. yeah, he was a real sleaze bag. The little sister, I want a movie with just her because she was great she just kept like lighting things on fire and using her like if you melt the patio furniture one more time you're not getting any spinach ice cream and don't make me take away your broccoli pudding and they kept using like vegetables and dessert items like is this supposed to be some superhero treat i don't really understand but they did it several times it was weird but also she was great she's a little pyromaniac and i loved it she was having like a tea party with her dolls and they were all just scorched and it was beautiful. And now we just have to light the campfire. <laughs> Scott ends up overhearing his parents talking about how they don't think he's going to get his powers and how much of a disappointment that would be for them. Parents in these movies always have these conversations like in the middle of the day in the living room right in the landing of their house not even whispering. What were they expecting? They're superheroes. They're not super parents. They're super stupid. Oh. <laughs> when you're half parent, half superhero, that's just you're stretching yourself too thin. Scott decides to fake his superpowers. Uh, so that he doesn't disappoint his parents. He unscrews the bolts to the door. With a power drill as they're walking down the stairs. Apparently they're just super oblivious too. Yeah. They don't have super hearing. And he really banks on nobody else trying to open that door before he does. But he like manages to be outside while everyone's walking in and then walks up to the door and pulls it off, which was like the most dramatic thing I've ever seen. The door, like, flies back. He didn't have super strength. It shouldn't have flown that far. That's, like, something you play through in your mind and you think it'll be a good idea. But when you go to do it, like, the door just, like, falls over and glass shatters. And you're like, oh, crap. Yeah, and his sister rats him out by saying, oh, he was practicing his flying earlier, too. I, if I were the bratty little sister, I would have been like, yeah, he was trying. He was failing. He kept falling flat on his face. And said so they're like, oh, you can fly too. And he's like, uh, heck yeah. He had such oh, an easy God. out. This is where it was clear that he was going too big. Yeah, and they're all like, oh, let's see it. And he's like, okay, and walks out the back door and the family just stays behind. So, and they used that a couple of times. Yeah. It was stupid. Yeah. It was horrible. It was dumb. It was pretty yeah. bad. And he just like throws a soccer ball into a tree and is like up, up and away and then runs away. I don't know what the <laughs> soccer ball throwing was supposed to be doing. To make them like hear, like hear him hit a tree or something. So they, they think that he's in the air. I don't know. But in the other time they did it, he threw it into the pool. Yeah, that and was And then stupid. everybody in the backyard saw it. <laughs> I, what I thought they did a good job of, though, was kind of getting that feeling of when you've gone a little too far, like you made a little white lie. Everyone wants to see it in action. And you're like, oh, crap. Like, I'm <laughs> actually, what do they call that? Uh, 
Veggie Tales episode. Yeah, that Veggie Tales episode where your weed grows too big. The rumor yeah. weed. Ooh, oh, ooh, no. ooh. The rumor weed. The rumor weed. Yes, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's basically what happened. I thought they captured that really well. We find out Grandpa knows that he's lying. And Grandpa agrees that he won't narc him out until after the superhero party, which seems like the worst idea. He's like, I need to get away with this lie. I don't want to embarrass Dad, so let's make sure all of his friends think I'm a superhero yes. and then bring them down. Well, this entire family doesn't seem to be the smartest. The uh, the Earth Protectors send home little software disks as homework, and they don't actually give them any instructions except, like, put this in your computer. Turns out it's a brainwashing program like we've known all along. The looks the kids get on their faces when they get brainwashed, where it's just like their tongues fall <laughs> out of their mouths and like their eyes roll back. It was super It creepy. was weird. It was pretty weird. But they, uh, they all show up to school the next day. Everyone's wearing blue except the one kid who didn't do his homework. And I love how, like, I guarantee you there's at least two kids in that classroom who just happened to wear blue that day. And they're like, oh my God, I got away with it. Like, I <laughs> missed it. Like, oh, phew. <laughs> this is when we find out why the family was so scared of that zucchini bread. It was because of the aluminum foil. <gasps> Freaking aluminum. Like, how often would you come across aluminum foil in your daily life? This It seems like it was just the day before this. Yes, like, they'd be like, hey, by the way, this will sap out all your powers. It was... I feel like they ran out of budget for the movie from doing all of the special effects. And they're like, okay, what can we use that is super cheap that we can make them super kryptonite-y? And I love how it's not aluminum. It's aluminum foil specifically. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, they could have made at the end, like, the jail cell out of, like, aluminum bars instead of just, like, somebody had to construct. Putting foil. <laughs> So aluminum foil is their kryptonite. It saps out their their superpowers in enough uh, quantity could kill them. And the brother catches it instead of Scott, the younger brother. And he's like, dude, this thing could seriously hurt you. And he was trying to tell him to be like aware of these situations and then not just like catch aluminum foil when it gets thrown at you. Okay, but why wouldn't he just push the kid out of the way instead of grabbing it himself? I don't know. And instead of being inconspicuous, he decides to grab it and like... And he's still like, yeah, he could have like, even if he pain. caught it, he could have caught it and then thrown it away immediately. But he just like catches it, holds on to Dead it, grips. like starts to crumple into himself, pretty much tells Scott, save yourself. And like, end scene. The family goes to talk with the banks to see what actually happened. Because they have a feeling like something weird was going on. We get to see a couple more superheroes at this point And... I don't know the one's name. We'll assume he's like Computer Man. His costume was pretty sweet, but he just kind of scans the computer with electricity, I guess. I guess. Between this and Can of Worms, I, I'm unsure as to whether or not anybody at Disney had a computer. Definitely not. No. It, I think they just scan a monitor, too. Like, it's not Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Like, yep, your TV's working. Like... They realized that the people were handing over money to them, like, without really knowing what was going on. So they think there's some evil computer mastermind out there who's brainwashing people. They're not wrong. They're not. But they also do, like, zero work to try to figure out. Well, the brother destroyed all their evidence. So they're like, well, that's it. Uh, we're going home. 
And we're going to help hold a press conference for what we do now. And then he lies about it. He was like, we're working on a program to like counteract the effects. And then Scott was like, dad, I didn't know you could program computers, which I thought was hilarious because they're not programming a computer. He said he was creating software, which is different. Dad's like, no, I can't program computers, son. Uh, Meanwhile, though, the son and his dad decide to have some flying lessons. Oh, no. Um, Yeah. The dad just like (laughs) grabs him and lifts off and like my favorite part is where they're like holding hands in the air and the sun is flying like he's being held up with some sort of force but he can't fly the way he's being held up it's as if he was flying on his own he was i mean it could be like skydiving like if you put your arms and legs out maybe you could like hover a bit i guess like when you put your hand out of a car window, as long as it's going fast enough, like your hand's kind of held, like you can deadweight it and it'll still be up. Maybe. I mean, to be fair, it was extremely obvious they're just hanging from a <laughs> Yeah. When you're taking your kid out to teach them how to drive, you don't say, oh, okay, you can drive now, good job, and then just like let them yeah. go. You give them driving lessons, so. Yeah, and instead of listening to him when his son is saying, I can't fly, like don't let me go he lets him go oh and then he just like watches him from the air like oh no oh let me go get him (laughs) and they immediately head to the superhero party for his birthday all the superheroes are in their house they named scott warrior eagle you see it's a it's a combination of his father's name and his mother's name which what was what was the grandpa's name again Condor. Steel Condor. That was it. So Yeah. Bronze Eagle. Do you think the Eagle came from the grandmother's side? Maybe. What's the do we know the brother's superhero name too? Was it like the opposite where it'd be like Bronze Woman is the brother's superhero name? Like, did they just leave him out? I don't know. No, he was a silver charger is his name. So does that mean they're like, Hey, older son, sorry, we love this child more than you so he gets our names sort of thing well i think the silver comes from the maybe it's bronze, like you know there's bronze eagle silver charger so that i can see the connection and then the steel condor i can see the connection like the metallic family what would your superhero name be if it if it had to be the same thing like a metal or elements and an animal lead lion lead lion <laughs> tungsten oh, talker oh, so mercury marsupial Oh, that's so oh, cute. Cool. Uh, the he- helium. <laughs> <laughs> Helium's not a metal. <laughs> oh, I, it's an element, though. When his dad is about to, like, give him his uh, name and kind of, like, uh, what would you call this? Like, a coming of age ceremony, basically? His superhero bar mitzvah. Yes, that's exactly what it is. And the kid's like, no, dad, like, we can't do this. I need to tell you something. And the dad's like looking at him kind of weird. And I felt like maybe the dad knew. Like they had this whole or- horrible ordeal with the flying. Maybe the dad knew already and he just wanted to show off to his friends. The dad was maybe scared to like give him a second because he just didn't want to believe it yet. Despite all of that, uh, Scott says, I do and promises to uphold the superhero values which makes the grandpa saying we should wait until after the party like 
even more questionable because he knew he was going to have to agree to this. I mean, it's not technically a lie to say that, like, with my powers, I choose to do this, even if he doesn't have True. powers. It's like one of those, like, kid lies that were in your head. You're like, no, it's not a lie. Uh, we cut to the Earth Protector's warehouse where Malcolm and what's her name? Nina. 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 Nana. So Malcolm and Nana are arguing about the their end goals here. Malcolm has made it clear that he's going to brainwash people into making money. Nina is perfectly content just brainwashing people into recycling. Way to make the vegan, yeah. like, eco-friendly person look like a I was idiot. so <laughs> angry about just their their motivations here. Like, you're just making environmentalists evil. And she even has that stupid spiel like, oh, I should have known when I saw the beef jerky wrappers. I hate it. I hate it so much. And Nina, I mean, I I suppose they're trying to make her less evil than Malcolm. So she's not she's not a bad person. She's kind of redeemed later on. But the fact that she created software to brainwash people into recycling is not okay. This movie was unfortunate in many, many ways. Unfortunate. Sorry. It doesn't matter because Malcolm tries to bomb her. Or set her on fire. Or yeah, he just leaves her. He's like, um, I'm going to go get something out of the car real quick. And like walks out, just hits a detonator and blows up the warehouse. Totally thought he meant to kill her. Oh, I'm fairly certain he did. It's That's really dark for a Disney movie. But we, we get a behind the scenes of what it's like to be a superhero. Apparently they all have like beepers or pagers or something. And they all start going off telling them what disaster is currently going on and of course they want the the new superhero without supervision of any kind to go save this woman they have another moment where he throws a soccer ball and everyone just blankly stares at the sky no they like grandpa's still in the backyard and there's a bunch of other people in the backyard and they see this soccer ball fly and land into like the water and nobody they're like oh no first they hear him shout up up and away then they see a soccer ball land in the pool Nobody puts two and two together. The whole warehouse is like empty at this point. Yeah, too. and she's just wandering around, like coughing, oh, yeah. going, <laughs> "Help!" <laughs> Since he doesn't have powers, and he he gets her out of the building, like they're still on the outside of the building when Dad arrives and saves him. But that shows that she could have gotten out this whole time. Like mm-hmm. she didn't need, like she could. She was just standing. Like if there's a fire, I'm gonna be trying to build a ladder out of whatever to try to get out of not dying instead of just being like oh no instead she's very like sarcastic and when he's like i'm here to save you she's like you're a superhero and then they go outside of the window and instead of her being like okay we're outside we'll be fine she's like oh we're so high and now i have to climb down oh my gosh um the one mistake that was made though is that scott leaves his mask behind yeah and Nina keeps it. Yeah. And the parents get super pissed off at Scott for lying to them. So they get some more homework and they get brainwashed again into just straight up taking cash out of their parents' wallets. So, and then the Earth Protectors, I guess Malcolm and Nina made up or something because they're like working together again, right? You tried to kill me. It didn't work. It's under the it's water under the bridge. I just want people to recycle. Just let me back in on this. I think he blames it on 
the superheroes. He's like they tried to. Oh, okay. Okay. I I stopped paying. Probably. I was forced to watch this with no other distractions, and I still didn't pay attention. <laughs> so. oh, gosh. With the next program, the they set out that the homework must be done with the parent, and the thought is that they're, I guess, trying to also brainwash the parents. They they made a specific one for Scott and Scott's parents because they used the mask to trace back to Scott, but he like bumps into his yes. little girlfriend. Yeah, Very they accidentally switched discs. Did the did the dummy video actually have anything to do? I yeah, it, it was talking about movie. recycling. It was like, hey kids, let's recycle, yeah. and that's like it. <laughs> <laughs> it was dumb. It was really dumb. So even though Scott's parents don't believe that people are being brainwashed, he calls his grandpa up and he's like, yo, something's going down. This is my friend's mom. She would not rob a bank. I like that the kid that Lori hates was like, um, why are you calling your grandpa and not the police? I still don't understand why he needed to be in this movie, though. I don't know. All the kids have to have a best friend and a love interest. So all the while, while Grandpa and Scott were making their plans to take, uh, to like get rid of these bad guys, the parents caught on, and the parents and and their other son caught on, and they went to go see these Earth protectors. All of the the parents are put inside a very very high production value aluminum foil cage. It was literally just like a cage. I think so. They get them stuck in this cage, and the goal is to brainwash these superheroes to make them do their own bidding. But Scott gathers up his girlfriend and his best friend and just head over there. They're like, "Hey, Grandpa, I'll meet you there." And Grandpa is a little rusty. So Scott and his friends, they see his parents are stuck, like they got captured in aluminum foil. In mm-hmm. aluminum, not tin foil. foil. His friends are like, what are we going to do? We can't save them. This is pointless. And Scott's like, you don't need superpowers to save people. There you go. That's the end. (laughs) There's like a a soccer ball in here. And at one point he kicks it at the thing and stops the brain. How did the soccer ball end up in there? Does he just carry that with him? Okay. (laughs) That's all I needed to know. I mean, the kids come up with a pretty good plan anyways. They use... Yeah, to sound like machine guns. Uh, Yeah, so yeah, they use bubble wrap and like a a paper towel roll to make their voice sound like police officers, which none of them are like, that sounds like a three-year-old shouting at us. (laughs) You're not a police (laughs) officer. A bunch of stuff happens. The annoying kid makes... A, a very convincing superpower and they throw like aluminum foil at him and he's like oh, that has no he's like I eat that for you. breakfast and then he tries to eat it and he's like oh my filling <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah Nina helps them save the day he kicks the soccer ball and stops the brainwashing because he had a soccer ball with him because he loves soccer I don't know why that was there Kit, Nina opens the cage to the aluminum foil jail cell instead of just knocking it down and so she learns her lesson and yeah is that it they wipe her brain and then do they just let her go yeah i think so yeah that's pretty much it what did we learn from this guys uh you don't have to be a super you don't have to have superpowers to save lives and environmentalism is bad 
I learned that if you have expectations for people, whether realistic or unrealistic expectations, you shouldn't project that onto them so hard that you end up believing that they achieved something they didn't achieve. Like, don't let your expectations fog what somebody really is capable of. Same goes the other way around. Don't let other people's expectations force you into lying or trying to be something you're not. And if you try to bomb somebody, they'll probably yeah. forgive you. As long as they yeah. really want people to start recycling. For my rating, I'm going to give huh. it a four. It was another one where almost immediately, I watched this maybe an hour before recording. By the time we were going into the recording, I'd already forgotten quite a lot of it. Sammy, what what would you one. rate it then? Wow. I didn't care for it at all. Everything was bad, and I can't think of a redeeming factor aside from that there was diversity in this movie, which is great. But I think DCOMs in general have been doing a good job of diversity. I would say this movie, I can't give any more than a four for the same reasons you guys are are kind of speaking of. It's just so forgettable. There's nothing that really made it special. I would suggest to listeners, instead of watching this movie, you just go watch The Incredibles. It's kind of the same premise done. Agreed. Infinitely better. Uh, This is an IMDb review from City of Gods 24 titled, What Was Disney Thinking? This is by far the most lethargic Disney movie I have ever seen. Nothing in this film seems to coincide with the story. There was one sense out of the seemingly endless array of idiocy in this film that strikes my thoughts more over, what on earth is he saying? (laughs) When Jim's slash Bronze Eagle, Robert Townsend, and Judy slash Warrior Woman, Alex Datcher, are watching the news over the bank robbery they saved, you can see their faces close up and hear the folks in the background talking capriciously. While at the same time, both superheroes were talking about why one another were late. My question is, didn't anyone hear those people? At the same time while watching this, the character Bronze Eagle says, Honey, I think we need new headshots, uh, the photographer called. What? Use grammar. (laughs) Okay, numbers are listed. There are so many moments in this film that make you wonder, how in the world did they get the founds to make it? The beginning of the movie, they wanted to show that tin foil, it's aluminum foil, City of Gods 24, is their, is their Jeez, super weakness. Right. They prattle on and on about how dangerous it is to be near it and to even touch it. Yet in the beginning, they are within two feet or even one foot away from it without any ominous happenings. Near the end of the film, they appear to get perennially. I don't think that means what you think it means. I feel like this person like, <laughs> like, was using a thesaurus. They appear to <laughs> get perennially yeah. weakened by it till someone intervenes, of course, at the least 10 feet away. Don't watch this movie. I agree with this part, City of Gods 24. Don't watch this movie. Don't waste your time. Instead, why not water the glass? <laughs> Believe me, there is more superness out of watering the glass. Hell, why not even dress up for it? Make it fun. Water the glass, kids. Well, I'm ready to get up, up, and away from this movie. Oh. Uh, Next week, we have The Color of Friendship. What do you think it's about? Mauve? Yeah, The Color of Friendship is (laughs) Harry Winkle. 
Have you really never seen it? It's probably the it's most not. famous Disney Channel, uh, I, aside from High School Musical. I think I we know, watched Color of Friendship in school a couple of times. It's a very, Im- it's an important no movie with important issues movie. that get raised, and we will discuss that next yes. week on Podding This Together, TM. Am I allowed to say that if it hasn't been trademarked? Go for it. Shout out to Kim for letting Sammy borrow her laptop so we could record. Sammy's recording on location. Yes. Superhero High. Superhero High. All right, you guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of We're Potting This Together. Next week, we're going to be taking a look at The Color of Friendship. So be sure to watch that. If you have any questions, comments, or memories of your favorite Disney Channel original movies, you can find us on social media. Email us at pottingthistogether at gmail.com. And if you like what you heard, you can subscribe and leave us a review. All right. Bye.